Hello and welcome to Planet Positivity, episode 13. I'm your host, Mark, aka Motivational Mark. Hope you guys still have your seatbelts strapped because we're going on a ride. Still in the midst of the coronavirus outbreak, we are going on a little ride. We're going to talk about quite a few things today. Uh, I'm trying to organize all these different things. There's so much to talk about. It's just, it's not even funny. Um, We're going to go down the rabbit hole. Um, Not all the way down, but we're going to go quite a ways down the rabbit hole and um, talk about some mind-blowing things. Things that don't make sense, things that uh, may blow your mind, things that may confuse you, things that may intrigue you, things that may upset you, but we're going to go down because we need to go down. And the more I learn about the coronavirus, COVID-19, the more I'm pretty much blown away by what's going on uh, in more ways than one. And let's start off first by talking about, you know, what is the coronavirus? The coronavirus is one of... um, one of many uh, viruses, uh, the coronavirus is a group of viruses. So the virus that we're talking about right now, the COVID-19 is one of many, one of seven. There are hundreds of coronaviruses, but only seven are known to affect people. Four human coronaviruses only cause mild, cold, or flu-like symptoms. The other three pose more serious risks. This is from an article online from Healthline. And they're the you know the seven different types they cause you know nasal conge- congestion, sore throat, cough, headaches, fever, and the four common human coronaviruses. It, this states them: they're two two nine E NL six three zero C four three HKU one, and then there's other human coronaviruses that three additional ones that originated from animal infections. This is the SARS CoV coronavirus, which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory uh, Syndrome, and the MERS-CoV, and then the one we're talking about, the COVID-19, which is a SARS-CoV-2, and that is the new one that appeared first in Wuhan, China in late December, actually more more like November. This article is slightly off, or, um, you know, from the other articles I read, it was November 2019, which is fascinating um, because if I'm not sure a lot of people know about this, but Event 201, uh, if you ever get a chance, Google this. This is just mind-blowing. So apparently there was a, a global pandemic exercise, and I want to say Bill Gates was one of the co-leaders or co-founders or but he was definitely involved and it's called Event 201 and it was a global pandemic exercise and what it did was had a simulation of what would happen if a global pandemic happened and it simulated a viral outbreak and I'm actually playing the beginning right now. Here, let us let me play this beginning part and let you listen to it. So it's just um, probably be about less than a minute. Here you go. On average, WHO responds to 200 epidemic events each year. It began in healthy-looking pigs months, perhaps years ago. A new coronavirus spread silently within herds. 
Gradually, farmers started getting sick. Infected people got a respiratory illness with symptoms ranging from mild flu-like signs to severe pneumonia. The sickest required intensive care, many died. Experts agree, unless it is quickly controlled, it could lead to a severe pandemic, an outbreak that circles the globe and affects people everywhere. And that was the introduction to that Event 201. This, the date of that Event 201 pandemic exercise, get this, October 18th or 19th, I always uh, confuse those two dates, of 2019, October of 2019. Isn't that interesting when the first case that I found of the corona outbreak of the COVID-19 was in November 2019 in Wuhan, China? So that that's kind of interesting. Isn't it a little weird that they had this pandemic exercise a month before the outbreak. It just sounds a little, a little too, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? A little too close, a little too um, coincidental. That's the word I'm looking for. It's a, it sounds a little coincidental. And then that was the beginning. If you wanna look at this, just go on Event 201, Google it, and you, it'll come up with everything, all the info, check out the videos. This is what I'm playing, the highlights real video. And then at the end, it has this scenario the epilogue. The outcome of the CAPS pandemic in Event 201 was catastrophic. 65 million people died in the first 18 months. The outbreak was small at first and initially seemed controllable, but then it started spreading in densely crowded and impoverished neighborhoods of megacities. From that point on, the spread of the disease was explosive. Within six months, cases were occurring in nearly every country. The global economy was in a free fall. The GDP down 11%. Stock markets around the world plummeted between 20 and 40 percent and headed into a downward cycle of fear and low expectation. Businesses were not borrowing, banks were not lending, everyone was just hoping to hunker down and weather the storm. Economists say the economic turmoil caused by such a pandemic will last for years, perhaps a decade. The societal impacts the loss of faith in government, the distrust of news, and the breakdown of social cohesion could last even longer. We have to ask, did this need to be so bad? Are there things we could have done in the five to 10 years leading up to the pandemic that would have lessened the catastrophic consequences? We believe the answer is yes. So are we as a global community now finally ready to do the hard work Needed to All right, yeah, so that was uh, the end, like the last minute part of it. And that's that's definitely fascinating. And um, the whole thing is just something out of a science fiction movie, but it's not science fiction, it's reality. It's um, sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. And this kind of blew my mind when I, when I saw this. I posted on Facebook, it's like no one even liked it. I got one like, wow, but people are, I think people don't want to believe this sort of stuff, how it gets, um, gets a little too crazy for a lot of people right now. Uh, we're kind of society's kind of being brainwashed right now in in like this um, slow form of torture where you're under uh, shelter in place, lockdown slash house arrest. You're, we're basically under house arrest right now, and it's fascinating how 
Everyone is like, yes, yes, let's do it. We need to slow the curve. But no one's thinking outside the box. No one's questioning anything. Everyone's believing that the government and, and the higher-ups, the politicians, everyone wants our, our well-being. They want our, you know, our best interest. You know, no one questions anything. And that's a big problem. We need to question everything. We, we can't just accept um the what's what's imposed upon us like sheep led to the slaughter and that's what everyone's doing if everyone's jumping off a bridge don't follow the people jumping off the bridge question everything question it and so this is really really um strange uh is the word for it and this happened october 18th 2019 the first case of coronavirus was november 2019 i also found patents on coronaviruses apparently we could um people are allowed to patent coronaviruses um there was also a patent on a vaccine for coronavirus i don't remember if it's the exact type of uh, vaccine for this type of coronavirus of the seven you know the seven ones that are uh, problematic to to humans i believe it was on, uh, when i read that last article but um it's very fascinating and it makes you wonder doesn't it like um so uh, here's a here's a patent on severe acute respiratory syndrome coronavirus. This was let's see, this one was I can't find the date, but it's definitely a a patent. Oh, 2006, 11, 16, 2006. There's there's a lot of strange information if you just Google patents, the name of the virus, and you'll come up with a lot of things. And you know, let's just keep going down the rabbit hole. We've just touch the surface and i'm not going to be able to get to everything right now i'm just gonna you know hopefully help you be able to think outside the box and question what we're being told and what's being imposed on us because things aren't adding up as i said in the last podcast like things are definitely not adding up right right now i'm not scared of the virus i i i I, I kind of half think it's nonsense what they're doing, but there's some sort of misdirection that's going on right now to keep us concerned about something while sleight of hands being uh, occurring in another place, which I, I'm pretty sure of. This has happened before. It's a common, it's a common thing that happens with governments and media and that sort of stuff. That there's something going on underneath the surface and we're not being told you think they're telling us everything you think they're telling us the truth they think they're telling us every little thing that's going on no there's something major going on and and this is what what we're being told isn't even close to the truth so let's keep going down the rabbit hole how far do you guys want to go all the way uh, I, I don't even want to go all the way so uh <laughs> i'm i'm definitely not going to go all the way but the next thing I'd like to talk about is, so um, there was an interesting video I watched that talked about, let's go, I'll go over this video. It's very fascinating. And um, this is a video by Andrew, Dr. Hello, everyone. My name Dr. Is Andrew Kaufman. And this talks about what I think COVID-19 really is. And he's a doctor and... Uh, let's see what he talks about. He talks about the testing. He talks about what COVID-19 really is, uh, in his opinion. And let's go. So let's see. Um, 
I'm going through the video to read some of the highlights of it. And he talks about the COVID-19 RT-PCR test, which tests for an RNA sequence, not the virus. There's no gold standard. COVID-19 has never been purified and visualized. Uh, only visualized from one patient inside a human cell. The RT-PCR never tested against a gold standard. Thus, accuracy of test is unknown and estimated to be 80% false positive rate. That's fascinating, 80% false positive rate, which is quite significant and that would significantly heighten the number of COVID-19 cases around the world. And right now, uh, we're talking about over a million cases, but you know we're at a million sixty-seven thousand seven hundred forty-eight, a million seventy-four thousand two hundred ninety with fifty-six thousand nine hundred eighty-seven deaths, and you know some of those deaths. So if a person has um, end-stage, uh, you know, cancer or heart disease or is you know about to die from that, and they test positive for coronavirus, they write coronavirus as a cause. Uh, uh, cause of death, uh, which is fascinating because there's another uh, theory or um, someone explained that the coronavirus tests uh, do not test for the COVID-19. They test for coronavirus and most of us have the coronavirus uh, in our in our body, uh, one type of coronavirus or another. So that's another little um, interesting, fascinating, um, wild thing. Uh, Thing. So let's get back to that COVID-19 RT-PCR test. So this doctor uh, says it's deeply flawed with that 80% false positive rate test. And he goes to explain all about it and how, you know, um, uh, let me explain. And oh, let me read this for you. He explains that the PCR does, it, what it does is select the genetic, genetic sequence and then amplify it enormously. It can accomplish the equivalent of finding a needle in a haystack. It can amplify that needle in a haystack. Like an electronically amplified antenna, PCR greatly amplifies the signal, but it also greatly amplifies the noise since the amplification is exponential. The slight error in measurement, the slightest contamination can result in errors of many orders of magnitude. So, and he goes on to explain what are exosomes. Exosomes are interesting. Uh, you'll understand why he's talking about exosomes in a second. Let me find, um, okay, an exosome is a membrane-bound extracellular vesicle that are produced in the endosomal compartment of most eukaryotic cells. It's a multivesicular body, uh, or MVB, uh, it's an endosome defined by intraluminal vesicles that bud inward into the endo, endosomal lumen. Uh, it's just it's basically part of a cell. They're extracellular vesicles having a unique biogenesis pathway via multivesicular bodies. Um, I don't want to you know make it any more complicated. None of us are. Most people that are listening to this aren't um, aren't microbiologists or you know cellular microcellular experts but anyways it's it's part of a cell basically it's um uh, and it contains you know various molecular constituents of the cell of origin including proteins and rna and uh the exome exosomal protein composition varies with the with the cell and tissue of origin most exosomes contain an evolutionary conserved common set of protein molecules 
And, you know, there's all sorts of stuff. You just Google it and read it for yourself. But it's, it's, it's a vesicle. It's, you know, part of a cell. And let's go back to that video that I was looking at. Let me find it. I have a meme generator. I was making funny memes to help me laugh. I thought it was, thought it was kind of funny. Uh, homeless statistics. We definitely have to talk about the homeless. Shoot, I can't even find the video I just had, but it was the video. I'll find it in a second here. I have so many open, um, open windows on my computer right now. It's not even. I probably have thirty, and that's not even a high figure right now. I might have just closed it. No, here it is. Okay. So this t so he goes on to explain what exosomes are. Most of you have never heard of whatsoever. Here, I'll, I'll let you listen for like 30 seconds of it. And I'm going to talk about what they are and why they're relevant for this discussion. So exosomes are something that is naturally occurring in the body. Um, so I have this diagram here. And if you look at the top right of the diagram, you'll see that this is a normal cell here outlined and inside the cell you have these vesicles and inside of our cells there are a number of different little organs they call them organelles and they're generally contained by a membrane they come in different shapes but lots of them are in the structure it's essentially like a spherical blob that has the same membrane as is the outer membrane of the cell a lipid bilayer membrane and it can contain various types of chemicals now this is a specific type of uh, vesicle that um, will end up merging with the cell membrane at the surface under certain conditions and release these exosomes out into the extracellular fluid and they'll get into the circulation and be distributed around the body. So while they're inside the cell, they're called MVEs, which stands for multivesicular endosomes. So in other words, they have a bunch of exosomes or vesicles inside them. And they, they release these on a regular basis, just day to day. And there are many things though that can induce this process and accelerate it and increase the number of exosomes that it releases outside of it. All right, so he goes on, he explains what exosomes are and he explains what increases the release of the exosomes, uh, what increases this process. So, so hold on, so hold on to that, to that concept right there as we keep going down the rabbit hole. So he also shows a, a picture of COVID-19 and exosomes, and he goes on to show that they're almost, they look identical, basically. Yeah. Uh, that's where all these exosomes are when they're inside the cell before they butt out. Okay. And now we have a picture on the right, which allegedly shows this COVID-19 virus. And you can see that there are these vesicles budding out of the cell in a circular shape with these globular uh, dots on the periphery. So essentially it's the same thing. Now you might think that this looks a little bit fuzzier on the exosomes and it looks a bit sharper in this picture. And I wanna tell you that the reason for that is because when you're cutting these thin sections of tissue to make these slides, you're using this device called a microtome. It's like so basically showing the exosome versus COVID-19 and they are exactly the same picture. And he goes on to explain that COVID-19 is an exosome. That's that's basically what he goes down to 
and he you know gives the diameter inside the cell is 500 nanometers for the exosome, exactly 500 nanometers for COVID-19, diameter outside, 100 nanometers in, uh, for the exosome, exactly 100 nanometers for the COVID-19, as well as the receptors, ACE2 receptor, same with exosome COVID-19, both have contain RNA, both found in bronchoalveolar fluid or lung fluid, and yeah, so basically, um, there was an, here's something else by Dr. James Hildreth, and he says the virus is fully an exosome in every sense of the word. So what induces these exosomes? So apparently, different things can induce these exosomes and make them come out, I believe is what he was talking about, and um, toxic substances, stress, fear, like fear, you know, cancer. Let, let's let's listen to what he says. It's, I think it's it's pretty interesting. Let's see. The virus is fully an exosome in every sense of the word. Now, this was just a great confirmation for what I was already thinking, and I was kind of blown away when I read this in the paper because uh, this was one of the last papers I looked at um, to find this after I'd already come to the same conclusion. It really helped validate my opinion. So what is it that causes us to make more of these exosomes and throw them out into our circulation? So it turns out that almost every type of insult to the body would, would actually cause this, pro this process to occur. So toxic substances, and I found several papers looking at this. Some of them looked at um, environmental toxins, uh, such as heavy metals like arsenic um, and organic uh, chemical toxins. I'll just read off uh, the list that he has. Toxic substances, stress, fear, cancer, ionizing radiation, found, infection, uh, injury, immune response, asthma, diseases, uh, possibly electromagnetic radiation like 5G, which we'll go into even further, probably not this podcast, but the next one, because that's another fascinating concept. Uh, apparently, I haven't double-checked this, but apparently the first, uh, first want to say towers or... The first experimental city for 5G was Wuhan, China. So that's another, uh, another similarity, um, another coincidence, right? You know, let me, let me check that. 5G, Wuhan, China. That's definitely fascinating. It was a 5G tower torn down in China to stop COVID-19. Uh, you should Google bioweapon or effects of 5G. Um, no, 5G didn't cause the coronavirus pandemic. All sorts of weird stuff. But anyways, so that video is fascinating. Definitely fascinating. And what are, what are we being, um, what's going on right now? Stress. People are being stressed. Um, they're being made afraid. And this is inducing exosomes. This is what's causing, what can cause a large number of the positives for the quote-unquote COVID-19 or the exosome, however you want to um, look at it. But um, definitely... It's not making sense. Psychological stress, he goes on to talk about. And let me finish this video. He shows he shows the toxins and exosomes, current treatments that work, hydroxychloroquine, 
releases lysosomal enzymes into cells to digest toxins. Vitamin C, the powerful antioxidant. Um, I definitely uh, take vitamin C almost every day, and that helps reduce damage from toxin-induced oxidative stress. So this is definitely fascinating. Uh, conclusions, I'll just conclude the video real fast. Respiratory illness is caused by an insult, toxic or otherwise, which causes production of exosomes, poison, stress, infection, flu, pneumonia, electromagnetic radiation, uh, express exosomes when healthy and sick, increased PCR ampl amplification can detect both. RT-PCR actually tests for host RNA from exosomes. COVID-19 is actually exosomes the result not the cause of the illness function exosomes help remove toxins so it's fascinating are is the test testing for a virus or is it testing for a naturally occurring exosome so you know that's something to consider and take keep in mind i don't know 100 percent oh sorry um i hit my elbow uh, i don't know 100 percent if you know, I, I don't know what to believe, but I tell you what, I don't believe what we're being told. Um, <laughs> I definitely do not believe what we're being told. And this whole thing, if it's just exosomes, why why are they doing all this? What What's the end game? What's the point? What's the purpose of, of all this um, stuff? Like as I was saying earlier, so there was a relief package that just happened uh, in the United States. It was a two, I want to say $2.2 trillion coronavirus aid package. And this is how it broke down. So uh, big corporations got $500 billion, Small businesses got $377 billion. Um, Safety net was $26 billion. State and local governments, $340 billion. Public health, $153 billion. Individuals got $560 billion estimated. And that's the $2.2 trillion coronavirus response bill that just happened. And wow, so individuals in the United States are getting $560 billion. It sounds like a lot, right? But if there's 330 million people, if you break it down, that's what, um, 15, 16, $17 a person. If you gave each person the, the, if you spread that 560 billion exactly in the 330 million people, you'd get about $17 each. But apparently people are getting $1,200 checks, which is amazing. We're, we're getting $1,200 checks for being out of work for many weeks. So that's great. And you know what the average price of rent is a month? Twelve hundred dollars uh, in in the United States from the last paper I checked. That's not including cities like L.A. That cities like New York, which uh, rent prices are higher. And right now, we're already seeing people protesting um, uh, rent right now. And this is just just the tip of the iceberg. It's gonna get the longer this goes on, the more rioting, the more protesting, the more violence that's gonna occur. The noose is gonna be. Even the tighter it goes, the more pressure, the more stress people are gonna feel. And this is um, this is a um, uh, what do you call it? Catastrophe in the making, uh, almost like it's been done on purpose. It, it's not making any sense whatsoever. And this two trillion dollar aid package is about worthless. Um, uh, people going back to work would would do a lot better than this. So I, I don't know what's going on, but definitely I smell a rat. 2020 is the year of the rat, and definitely um, there's a rat going on. I don't know if you could smell it, but I could definitely smell it. And that was that uh, that 
package uh, that was passed recently and apparently within a couple weeks those checks are going to start going out and you know if you want to find figure stuff out usually a lot of things a lot of causes are are money power so you know money follow the money that that's fairly interesting crude oil is down to 27 dollars a barrel if um i'm reading that right and apparently there's um a lot of talk going on about the price of uh, crude oil per barrel, and I'm on this website called oilprice.com. It's talking about, you know, an article: five dollar crude could put Canada's oil sands out of business. Uh, the only logical end to the oil war: what happens if the world runs out of oil storage? Iraq on the brink of civil war as oil revenues evaporate. Oil majors rally on rising crude oil prices. Why 15 million barrel per day cut will never happen. And there's something weird going on with, with, with all this. So you just watch the finances. The, the stock market dropped a hum, huge amount, um, which makes you think, too, on a very, very uh, t you know, light um, conspiracy theory where, you know, there was something I read, but I don't, I don't know if I believe this fully, you know, maybe partially, but, you know, the Democrats are trying to, um, they're trying to stop Trump winning in 2020. So they're crashing the U.S. economy. And, and that, that doesn't make sense. I don't think they'd go to that much trouble, you know, just to stop Trump. That doesn't, that seems a little far-fetched, even for me, you know, that's too far down the rabbit hole, even for me. Oh, you do not want to know what's at the bottom of that rabbit hole. I, I, I will not even go there. Some of the conspiracy things that I've read about it's even um, it's even too much for me and and so um, but it is fascinating like with California where I'm where I'm living at now um, if you consider California is more like a country it's it, if you took all the world's biggest economies it would be the fifth biggest largest economy in the world so when you think of California think of it more as a country but what is fascinating I must say and I'm not making any implications of this is that our government um, our governor, Governor, uh, governor Gavin Newsom, um, is related to the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, I don't know if people knew this, but he's de they're definitely related. And it makes you think, too, the Democrats. Um, um, let's see if I could find that article. But he's uh, she's like an aunt aunt of his so that's that's definitely interesting and uh, fascinating so they're definitely allies and um, I could see something strange going on what, what was strange was when they closed the public beaches when the, the governor closed all the the public beaches this, these parks where people can't go outside now it's almost like they're they're tightening the noose and of course they're saying oh it's for the good the common good so people don't you know spread the virus you know the people don't spread the virus it's for the common good but what it's doing is not allowing people to go outside keeping people more in fear and it's inducing more stress and what happens when we have more stress we have more exosome release and what happens when that happens we have more of a, a the positive for the COVID-19 on the test. It, it, you know, it almost makes you feel sick. The more uh, fear, the more cortisol, the more um, response that you have, the more sick you feel, the more it's gonna, you know, the more stress, the more, more cortisol, more lowered immune system. This is what I'm getting at. Uh, you're stuck inside. You need vitamin D to help your immune system. About 75% of people are deficient in vitamin D, making people afraid to go outside to get the sun. You're, you know what it's also doing is there's people 
there's people already like people have this movement that movement of stay inside to save lives is is i'm i'm going to say it's bullshit it's it's complete bullshit uh what what they're doing is they're getting people riled around this common goal like they're actually going to they're actually helping out by staying inside and um and telling on people that go outside, you know, people are looking, they're spying, they're shaming, quarantine shaming, I think my friend called it. And it, it's, it's utter bullshit. Most people are sheep and they're being led to the slaughter and they don't even know it, which is fascinating. Just turn off the TV, think for yourself, research for yourself, read for yourself, turn off the news. The news is fear-inducing nonsense. It's not reality. It's actually a lot of it's nonsense. Um, the news, I don't know which one it was, CBS, PBS, one of those news, just got caught showing, uh, I think it was a hospital in New York, um, claiming that, you know, showing it really busy, showing how, you know, all the COVID-19 virus patients are being treated. But you know what it was? It was from Italy. They were showing an exact video from Italy. So they got caught. They got caught and people are calling them out on this bullshit. It's complete bullshit fabricated that they're showing this in a New York hospital when it was exactly from Italy. They got caught. And you know what? They're getting caught even more too. Uh, apparently, people are going to hospitals looking for themselves. You know, they're, they're checking for themselves. Are these hospitals overflowing with, with patients? Are these hospitals... Uh, you know, being bombarded with with um, virus cases. And the fact of the matter is, a lot of these hospitals are not. So we have people going out. And this is um, all over the world. March 20th in New York City. Um, this guy's taking a video. He's going to hospital. He's asking the ambulance, you know, if they've seen... You don't know. You assume. If they've seen any um, virus patients. And he's like... No, there's none. Let's see. And then this is the New York. Oh, and you know, it's funny too. Um, Governor, what is it? Governor Cuomo, how he was talking about we need ventilators, yet there are some in... Um, uh, you, you just gotta, you just gotta Google. It's hard to explain. There's so, there's so much. My mind's going, uh, racing right now. But let's go with uh, the hospitals first. So March 25th. Oh, this was the March 22nd uh, video from Italy, from Sky News. And then CBS showed March 25th, the exact video of Italy, but they're claiming it's in New York, America's epicenter. So that was uh, quite interesting. And then there's Elmhurst Hospital, completely empty. This is in Queens. Um, but on the news, they showed a big line, and then a guy goes there, there's no one there. Bellevue Hospital. All these different hospitals. There's a tent. There's no one there. Manhattan. Nothing. New York City, the crisis epicenter. Nothing. Guys are taking videos, which is, which is great. So the news is, is urgent care, Hawaii. Nothing. Kentucky hospital. Nothing. Empty. UK hospital. Nothing. Empty. Berlin hospital. Nothing. Empty. Cedar Sinai hospital, Los Angeles. Empty. And look for yourself. It's completely empty. There's no 
hospital epidemic or pandemic going on at the hospitals with all the the coronavirus patients. There's there's nothing. This guy's in Berlin. Nothing. So what the hell is going on? Like what is going on? It, it doesn't make any sense. No, none of this is making any sense. This whole thing is, it looks like a setup. If, if I'm going to be honest with you, it looks like some sort of setup, like some kind of something something's going on right under our noses and we're being um we're being it's misdirected you know you, you know um i'm get, i'm starting to get tired i got to go run here soon so you know um during magic they misdirect you with to the left hand while the magic's happening are tricking you in the right hand, you know what I mean, but it's called misdirection. So while we're all observing and worried about this coronavirus um, fake pandemic that's going on, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be straight with you. I, I think it's um, a whole lot of bullshit, and I'll, I'll say it again and again. From what I understand, from what I've learned, from what I've read, and from what I see, that it, it looks to be bullshit. And, you know, a lot of these numbers are, um, they're, they're being... Um, twisted to make it look like more people than are dying than actually are from the COVID virus. Um, they're making it look like more people are testing positive um, through these erroneous tests. Um, so a lot is going on that doesn't make sense. And, you know, the more information I learn, the more I'm going to keep adjusting and the more I'll keep um, changing my viewpoint. But for right now, this is my viewpoint. This is what I learned. This this is um, what's going on. But but the, the question is, why is all this happening? Why are they doing this? You know, one, one of the conspiracy theory uh conspiracy theories is they're doing it to crash the economy so remember i said follow the money uh, follow the money what's going on so maybe it's being done to crash the economy create a different economy so there's there's one theory as to create another to create economy you have to destroy one economy uh one of the, the other theories is to destroy the pensions to destroy um social security to destroy the crash market to crash the stock market, you know, and then um, to crash oil. Who knows? I, I don't really know exactly, but the longer this goes on, the more things will make sense. Um, maybe there, there's even you know to um, vaccinate us, you know, vaccinate us, and it even goes further into five G. Five G. That's uh, I'll talk about that more on the next podcast. I think would be because I already talked about so much today. It's just like blowing my mind. There's so much to talk about. It's it's not even funny. But I'll tell you what. What they're telling us is not accurate. It's not right. It's um. It's it's blown. It's bullocks. And also okay. So I just listened to the Coast to Coast AM uh from a couple days ago, and that's a really good uh show that happens every every night. And he's talking about the financial. Um, consequences of what's going on now with the crashing of the economy and the stock market. And he thinks what we're going to go through is a hyperinflation period that's going to come up pretty soon. And he recommended, you know, um, having gold and silver as hedges against that. And uh, I think I'll talk about that more later with the, the dollar collapsing and hyperinflation, just because there's already a lot I talked about. But he says we have within two weeks, and this was a few days ago, so within 10 days, 11 days of martial law. And martial law is when um, 
the military, let's see, let me read this article, martial law. It's when the military replaces the government and the constitution becomes suspended. Essentially, martial law enables military forces to quickly arrest persons and conduct trials. It's supreme control. Martial law means the military could take everything you have, work so hard, stockpile as a, as a prepper, food supplies, and your freedom. This is from a prepper, Happy Preppers article. But we're getting close to martial law, actually. We're actually the closest I think I've ever been, at least in my lifetime. Um, it may have happened in the 60s. I don't really know exactly, but uh, we're very close. And I think the way things are going, that it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's almost like they want it to happen by squeezing all of us. I know from Southern California, in that perspective, um, they're, they're definitely squeezing everything. And I didn't even get into the number of homeless in California. Uh, California's got the highest number of homelessness in the United States. We have 150,000, over 150,000 homeless in California alone. In LA, we have over 50,000. They've been trying to address this and remedy the, remedy this issue for years and right now if, if you want to stop the coronavirus you would take care of the homeless that's you know a big thing things are not adding up and definitely there's still homeless sleeping on the beaches we've had issues with them closing bathrooms we got homeless defecating in trash cans on the streets it's um you know there's a spread of Fecal matter spreads the virus, according to you know what I read. If if the virus, you know, if there's actually a COVID nineteen virus, but you know if they really wanted to safeguard it, they would open up bathrooms, keep things open. But it just seems something, something. All this stuff's not making sense. But according to that coast to coast podcast that I listened to, the show you could listen to it probably on um, on YouTube too. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but he talks about. We're going to go into martial law. I, I don't know for sure. I mean, it's definitely a possibility, and I would be prepared. So the preparations, i just say a few preparations. You, you definitely want to have at least a couple of weeks of food and water on hand. Um, you definitely want to have money on hand in case the ATMs don't work, in case... You know, you can't get access to money. You definitely want to have a firearm, a gun, uh, and ammunition. In California, I know we could have it. There's a 10-day waiting period, but, you know, most people can get a gun. And I would definitely have a gun, um, not because of... Uh, just for protection. Uh, most people have guns. Uh, United States is one of those rare countries in the world that you know have tons and tons of guns. And I don't know if we're being squeezed so we start shooting each other or what, and that'll you know induce martial law, but something weird's going on and we need to wake up and not panic. We need to think for ourselves and definitely uh, have food and water, have, have gun, I mean, have a plan. Definitely have a plan. You don't want to be in a city during martial law, during riots, during looting, during violence, because when the shit hits the fan, everything, it gets splattered everywhere, and you don't want to be, you know, in that, you know, you don't want to be around that when that happens, especially for safety things, um, it's, it's unsafe. You don't want to be in a big city, get to you know, a rural area like the deserts or the mountains. I'm in the mountains, so I'm, I'm lucky in that regard. Uh, definitely, you don't want to be by a city, large populations. You want to be, you know, out of the city. So have a plan. Um, 
have food and water for an extended period of time ready have you know ammunition i don't i don't know what whatever necessities you need diaper baby diapers or whatever just be ready to go now like have all that stuff ready just in case it's better to be safe than sorry like i've been preparing for i always thought a cataclysmic event was a possibility during my lifetime because there's every 12 and a half thousand years, give or take, there's these natural extinction level events that happen on earth that wipe out species, including humans, um, every about 12 and a half thousand years. That's why I travel the world and I check out these megaliths like the pyramids, like Gobekli Tepe. I haven't been there, but um, like Angkor Wat, like like Baalbek, like all these ancient places, you know, Petra, I think is one of them. But um, we're in that time now where a cataclysmic event, event could happen. So I prepared little by little over the years, just as my hobby, you know, I've, I've guns and um, all sorts of preparedness, canned foods and, you know, all sorts of cool stuff that I've kept like radios, flashlights, just basic stuff, you know, basic stuff. And so definitely be prepared, have a plan, look up, uh, I'm not going to go over this article on how to survive martial law. You could Google that and go over that yourself. Maybe I'll go over it next time and make a cool podcast in itself. I think I'm going long enough already as it is. But um, gun confiscation, rationing, hide small stashes of food. Um, There could even be detention, executions, keep a low profile. This talks about, you know, surviving martial law, uh, keep the imposed rules, keep a journal, have training and knowledge of self-defense, how to survive a riot or civil unrest, and recognize the signs of martial law, all sorts of stuff. So definitely uh, do your research and homework and be safe out there. I, I don't think the virus is anything to worry about. I think what's worrying about worrisome right now uh, to finish this off is uh, what's going to happen if the noose keeps staying on that we're being told to stay in. People are going to need a release. They're going to go outside. They're going to start thinking. They're going to start realizing the bullshit that's being um, played all over us. And from all the evidence I see now, that's what it looks like. It looks like there's a lot of bullshit going on and we're getting played. And I guess you could call this a conspiracy theory podcast, but I call it, you know, a lot of evidence and a lot of connecting of the dots. There's some weird stuff going on. I went over how there was an event 201 exercise that happened a month before um, the supposed outbreak in Wuhan, China. That seems like a setup within itself. The whole, the whole thing seems like a setup. I didn't even get into the over 1,300 CEOs that stepped down in 2019 to 2020. You see all these CEOs stepping down. Something So something strange. They knew something weird was going on before all this stuff, all this stuff happened. So there's so much stuff that that went on that's happening this could be a whole podcast uh the whole podcast of multiple shows multiple episodes in itself trying to get into all those details but i hope i just you know scratched the surface and went down a little bit down that rabbit hole next time we'll talk more about 5g the 5g that's being uh put up that could induce those exosomes which uh can be um causing those 
COVID-19 symptoms, and that's a big thing right now online. People are, you know, suspecting that, and there's a little bit of evidence to support that as well. So um, just uh, be safe, be well, and uh, hope everyone the best. Let's get some outro music. I love listening to music. Um, there's some wonderful ethno music. I wanted to uh, share as much as I can, whether you believe it, whether you don't, but I have to be honest and straightforth and straight coming. And that's, um, <laughs> here it is. Welcome to 2020. You're the rat. The year of craziness, the year of turmoil, the year of change. But, you know, it's not all bad. We make the best of it, do what we can. Definitely some beautiful parts of life going on right now. People are becoming closer, people are inside, even though we're stuck inside for the most part, we're definitely. you can use this as an opportunity to make ourselves better, to make the world a better place. And um, I suggest, suggest doing that. Don't live in fear, live in, live in gratitude, live in hope, live in love, live in happiness. And um, make sure you take care of your health as well. It's very, very important. Huge ob- obesity epidemic going on right now. I didn't even touch the surface of that. Apparently that can uh, lead, you know, exacerbate the COVID-19 slash exosome symptoms and you know talk about that later maybe maybe within a couple days I think I need to uh, talk about that more but take care of those around you no small uh, kind act of kindness is um do do as many small acts of kindness as as you can that'll help you feel better help it'll help the world make the world a better place and you know, do whatever you can. That's all we can do right now. And we'll all get through this eventually together and everything's gonna be okay. It always is. Seems worse than it is. All right, thanks for listening to the Planet Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Motivation Mark. Stay well, be well, and I wish you all the best. Bye.